Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. Women come up to me after the class and they say, you know, you almost made me cry. I push back and I say, why almost? Because no one ever comes up to me, Poppy, and say, you almost made me laugh. They just laugh. Right. They don't hold that back. And I think that it's a lot to do with how we are socialized to deal with our emotions. Hello and welcome to the Not Perfect podcast with me, your host, Poppy Jamie, recovering perfectionist and founder of mental wellness app, Happy Not Perfect. This show is about hitting pause while we explore the mind, soul, science, real life experiences and that confusing thing called happiness. Life throws curveballs, and I believe the greatest healing comes from honest conversation. I'll be interviewing thought leaders, change agents, scientists, and mystics for their insights and perspectives. I hope you'll join me on the journey. So on today's show, we have a girl like no other. She tears you down in the best way to build you back up. She sells out her classes and speaking events eight times over. Lines for days. It is a total honor. I really mean that to have this thought leader, entrepreneur, founder of Trap Yoga. It's Brittany. Hi, Poppy. Whoa, what kind of intro is that? That's love. <laughs> Thank you. So grateful to be here. Uh, so like with all podcasts, we dive into the first three questions. What's your favorite quote at the moment? Yeah, so my favorite quote right now um, has to come from Zora Neale Hurston. And it's, if you are silent about your pain, they'll kill you and say you enjoyed it. And unpack that for us. Yeah, I think we live in a society of of passive aggressiveness. Um, So often People hold the hurt that other folks hand to, hand, hand to them because it's too uncomfortable to pass that off. And, you know, I don't know if anyone's ever hurt you before, but for whatever reason, you needed to continue relationship with them, a boss, a lover, a friend. And so they knew that they hurt you. You knew it. And y'all are both just kind of awkwardly dancing around it. Mm-hmm. And so I feel like when... You you don't speak up and say, hey, this is something that's not working for me. And I'm telling you because I want to continue relationship with you or even not continue relationship with you. I want to be able to continue relationship um, and authenticity with myself. Mm-hmm. So I have to speak up about that. And, you know, or, or even on the flip side, when someone does something to bother you and you let it build up into the point where you're exploding and they're like, whoa, where is this coming from? I thought you always liked it when I slammed doors in your face. And it's like, uh-huh. well, no. But but if you get, let people get to the point where they kill you in spirit or kill you financially or in any of these ways, when, when it happens because you never spoke your truth, they say, well, she, she didn't mind being, you know, played she didn't mind being mistreated because she never said anything so I think it's so important for us to to speak about our pain um in a way of 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 honesty authenticity um and for reconciliation to move forward not just you know being a clanging symbol and screaming all the time but to say hey I'm hurt 
you did it, and this is how I need us to move forward. Wow. I think maybe, and I'm thinking to myself, why haven't people brought that point up more? And it comes to mind, people don't know how to talk their truth. What Mm -mm. do you say to that? Something really interesting happens in a lot of classes. Uh, Women come up to me after the class and they say, you know, you almost made me cry. And I I, I push back and I say, why almost? Because no one ever comes up to me, Poppy, and say, you almost made me laugh. Mm. They just laugh, right? They don't hold that back. And I think that it's a lot to do with um, how we are socialized to deal with our emotions. Because laughter, happiness, joy is acceptable. It doesn't trigger someone's flight or flight. It makes everyone comfortable, whether you're actually comfortable or not. But when we express negative emotions, it forces people to pay attention. It forces people to potentially deal with harm that they've experienced they're on their own, which is being triggered, and the harm that they may have caused someone else. And so I think a lot of times people don't speak their truth because we've been taught no one cares. Mm. No one wants to hear that. Mm. When you speak out, you make me uncomfortable. You remind me of my own fragility or my own triggers. And so instead, because humans are sociable creatures and we want to be accepted and we want to be loved, even if that means we have to... to throw away a piece of ourselves um, to be palatable yeah. and, and easygoing for other people's comfort. Especially women. Especially women. And, you know, we've, we've definitely had a lot of truth-telling, but, but knowing how to actually confront someone else to say, I really don't like it when you do this. Mm-hmm. Now, that's a, cha- that's a real challenge. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Can you, is there a time when you did it, when you really didn't want to? Or how do you encourage or coach people to actually go to someone they, I mean, I've definitely had it with work people where I have stayed silent because it just wouldn't have been convenient for anyone for me Mm -hmm. to have spoken my truth. Like, and that's definitely me a few years ago. But what, um, what would you kind of say? How do you encourage anyone to like is it better to write is it better to speak like I don't know how do you make that easier I can only speak from my own experience and for what works for me I say whatever outlet feels most natural for Mm. someone if it's writing a letter and passing that to that person if it's saying it in a poem if it's making them a mixtape however you feel you can most um, authentically express yourself but uh Something that comes to mind, and this is actually not a story I think I've ever shared before. So I was encouraged by a really amazing friend to start Trap Yoga. She actually um, is one of my closest friends. She was my high school Spanish teacher. Wow. Um, I just, just a little backstory about how, how important that relationship was. I was in foster care, and I was living alone at 15. My hot water heater went out, and I stopped going to class. This woman found me at my house and said, come to my home and take a shower because I know you're so cute. You would not come to school dirty. And that began the the spark of our, our friendship. Mind you, I was 16, 17. She was 21, a very young new teacher. So our age gap is quite close. So this is also the woman who fast forward t- 10 years later, bought a dance studio and encouraged me to come and teach a yoga class after I had been certified however I want. That's how how important this relationship is right she was my first champion the first person who ever really like stood up for me and and I made that you know family connection with so when trap yoga took off 
she stopped coming on tours with me. She stopped making sure, you know, checking in on how the, all the classes went and all those sort of things. And I began to be really, really sad, Poppy, because I said, you know, my friend is just kicking me to the curb. I don't know. Is she jealous of my success? I don't know why. Like, I'm not getting the love and support. And I would not actually say it because I didn't know how. Like, how do you how do you go to the person who always helps you formulate how you feel and help you help champion? Like, literally, I called her my champion. Help champion you when like how can I how can I approach you so I did it and I would always like teach in her studio and I would look sad and look in her eyes and just pray that she would just ask me Brittany what's wrong but she never would right because things were looking really good for me and she thought maybe you know stardom was getting to my head or I was shifting and so I so I all I knew how to do was to do something radical which was quit her studio so I sent her this this notice and it wasn't even a notice. It was a flyer that said, I am no longer teaching at Dogpatch Dance. I will be looking for a new studio. So she immediately messaged me and was like, what the hell? Like, what's going on? And I was like, oh, now you see me. Right. Like I'm acting out like, oh, now. And so. Fortunately for me, she's emotionally intelligent and she called a meeting and she's like, what is this really about? Because wow. you are acting wild. Wow. And I said, you know, you kicked me to the curb like you, you're you not being a good friend to me. And she said, you know, I, I wish you would have talked to me because I thought that as your friend and your mentor, I've gotten you as far as you can absolutely go. And in my mind, I was just setting you free because you were beyond anything that I can do, right? Like you're smarter than me, you're more successful. I'm so proud of you, I can't help you anymore. And oh, Poppy and I are now crying. Um, <laughs> so sweet. And, and in my mind, because of my lens of being a foster child, being pretty much thrown in the trash by my yeah. family and not having anyone. My my lens and my perspective and my default is people will abandon you. Yeah. So I projected abandonment when she saw me as graduating, right? Oh and so that was the last time I suffered in silence because it was easier to just make eyes and, and hope and do something radical. And luckily for, for me, this was actually the woman you met yesterday, Kathy, no. my best friend. Yeah. No. So obviously we reconciled. We went back and I taught at her studio for another year. And then she decided she wanted to do something else. And so the studio was gone, but our, our relationship stood. But I have to be honest and say that was a lesson. And I think that that's maybe one of yeah. our other questions that we have today. Yeah. That was a lesson that I learned um, that, that I will never forget. Right. Because I was suffering in silence and in this scenario unnecessarily. Yeah. I had love and support, but but I didn't see that. So um, and that's one of the situations that definitely work out. You know, we, we we have situations where you feel neglected or you feel mistreated and it's actually happening. Mm. But I, I wanted to express that one because either way, you have to learn to speak up for yourself so that you can find out if this is how I'm seeing it. And this is the, the, the reality and the truth mm. that you are not being a good friend or if I'm being triggered by something that I've experienced, some pain that I'm going through, some trauma that I'm reliving and I'm in the past and that's not the present, you know, and, and, and deal with that. Yeah. It's, and it really goes back to this point of communication. 
it was World Mental Health Day a few days ago and someone asked this question saying, if I feel triggered, how do I express that? And it's true. No one teaches us how to communicate. Right. Yeah, that's what that's what I'm all about, right? Like communicating that. Uh, like going back to it, you you have to figure out, you know, how that goes. And I think when for me, the first question I ask myself mm. when I'm getting ready to confront a situation or a person is what do I want out of this? Wow. What like what's the end goal? Because wow. if the end goal is to just say, you know, forget you, you hurt me, I never want to see you again, then there doesn't need to be, you know, as much of a filter, right? I could just say how I feel and I'm walking away from this. And what's important is that I honor my feelings and nothing else, right? And so, but but if you are saying, well, no, I actually love this person or I like this person or I, I need this job yeah. or I want to continue this relationship, then there needs to be tacticalness there needs to be a little bit more thought there needs to be a little bit more curation and uh, something that I've learned is if I want to continue a relationship with you then I need to make sure that whatever I'm saying this message that I'm saying to you uh, I'm saying in a way that you can receive it Mm. not because you're so special and so fragile Mm. but because I want to be heard and that's something that I've learned especially as being um, a a black woman a woman of color to know that many times people are going to naturally see me as angry to learn that even with even beyond my color, my voice, I have a very commanding voice. If I speak, attention comes that way. So I know that if I'm saying something that is not so nice or authoritative, it's going to really come across that way. Mm-hmm. So I have to make sure that I'm, I'm handling people in a way that I can get what my end goal is, which wow. is is to be heard. So I learned that, you know, and, and all of us can think about this, a time when someone really frustrated you and you started yelling and screaming, then the conversation becomes, you're loud, you're upset, you're disrespectful, nothing about what they've actually done to upset you. Mm. You've given them reason to call you crazy, call you frustrated and just write you off and not deal with the actual thing that made you the root of that. Mm. So I've learned that when you can be a little bit more... Um, a little a, a little bit more thoughtful, a little more mindful in that approach, then you can get what your outcome is, which is to be heard, which is to reconcile, which is to change hearts and move forward. So one of my one of the things that I do is I walk into it and I make sure that it's a good time. I'm not going to blurt out at a dinner table or with other people around and I'm not going to tell them, you know, 20 minutes before hey I got something to tell you later because then they're all like you know when people do that you're like so anxious and then you are trying to think about what they might want to talk about and you're getting like your war ready and then you're both like I call it having toddler conversations if you've ever seen toddlers they're like I like dinosaurs my favorite color is pink you're like you guys are not talking to me no one's listening here um that's how it goes like when when you've curated this war with someone in your head so one of the things I like to do is is walk up and say hey I would really like to have a conversation with you I want you to know it's not going to be a pleasant conversation but I come with love and and hope that we can hear each other out Mm. and then that says hey you know this isn't going to be fun but my goal is not to to stump on you or triumph you Mm. it's to build a better bond Yep. To start that conversation with, I love you, and you've done something that that does not bring me joy, but I think I think we can move forward. 
And that also means if you're too upset to say, to tell that person, I love you and I want to forgive you and I want to move forward. Now is not a good time to have this conversation. So you need to back up. (laughs) You need to back up. And we're not talking about it right now. And be willing to say that if someone comes up to you and they're like, hey, you really pissed me off and I need to talk about it right now. If you're if, if you feel your your guard go up, you can say, hey, I'm, I'm happy to do that. Now isn't going to get you the outcome you want. But I can have this conversation with you Friday at two o'clock. Right. Oh, don't wow. leave them on edge. So I'm like, I don't want to talk about it right now. This is this is I can I can commit to you, you that. Yeah, I'll be you put them you put them back into safety. Right. Everyone. Yeah. Everyone wants to feel safe. Yeah. Right. Everyone wants and everyone deserves that. Yeah. So and and I do understand that I'm requesting people to be vulnerable, yeah. which is extremely hard and extremely scary. But also let's consider if you can't be vulnerable with the people who you love, the people who you are spending your day to day with, then should you be so deeply entrenched and involved yeah. in that person's life? Yeah. It's amazing how we're in, well, we are. We spend 90% of our time in autopilot. So this is why just like even sitting here now and I'm picking up what you're dropping, I'm like, oh, God, I need to think about that. Oh, yeah, that's such a good point. That's such a good tri- like tip just to say now's not a good time. Let's talk tomorrow. Or that's just it just gives you it gives you space. And, yeah. and it's so, you know, these simple things you go. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's such a good Makes tip. Sense. Mm-hmm. Makes so much sense. OK, thank you so much. And um, I want to just put in there even via text message. We live in a right, respond right now age so someone sends you a text message and they're all like frustrated that you don't respond so it's just like you know I received your message I'm thinking about it I'll get back to you Mm -hmm. right not to not to hold power and leave people hanging but to say like I care about you enough that I'm gonna say I I heard you I receive you but I also care about me enough that I need to take a second to breathe before we continue in this way but like I just thought to drop that little gem love that thank you so how do you define happiness? Um, I define, you know, everyone's talking about this whole like live your best life thing. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, what does that mean? You know, um, I define happiness as freedom. Wow. When I can move freely, think freely, speak freely. And, and I say to do all those things in benevolence, meaning doing what I want, but never intentionally harming another person. Mm. That is happiness. Freedom. Freedom. I think that is one of the most beautiful answers. I couldn't agree more. I, yeah, couldn't agree more. Okay, so, I mean, I'm with Trap Yoga Bay here. (laughs) And I, for anyone who doesn't know, because they will certainly know after this podcast, what is Trap Yoga and how did Trap Yoga Bay become Trap Yoga Bay? Ah, okay. So Trap Yoga is a vinyasa-style yoga experience. Um, we say backed by my COO, DJ Truestar. And uh, we, we do things in Trap Yoga a little bit differently than your typical yoga class. Um, one, we have trap music. Yeah. Um, and two, we include these things called ratchet affirmations. <laughs> Yeah, so Ratchet Affirmations are uh, real-world advice, but I say they sound like your favorite rap lyrics, right? And so um, it, it, they're usually inclusive and of explicatives. Um, and Let's so, do it. Oh, I can. Okay. Yeah, so whatever you want. To. Yeah, so so one of, my, one of our favorite ones is, my goal in life is to be there for everyone else, but to never leave my fucking self behind. 
right? Um, another one would be like, uh, you can accept someone for exactly who they are and not fuck with them for that very same reason. Right. So it's 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 life advice. It's these affirmations. It's, hey, if you want to know how to live um, empowered and unapologetically. So, you know, here's some here's some some advice, you know, said in a in a cool, culturally relevant, you know, palatable homegirl kind of way. And then the last piece of trap yoga that I think makes it different is we have like the dance breaks Um, and not just any old dance breaks twerking <laughs> dance breaks so I, I jokingly say like we you're gonna come to my class and throw that ass in a healing circle so so we do those things trap music uh, ratchet affirmations and dance breaks and the idea is to really um show show people that self-care looks like you you can do whatever makes you feel good that you can live a life that is not prescribed by the status quo Uh. and you can do it and still live abundantly and still be loved because so often people tell us like if you want to get married if you want to be successful these are the ways that you have to do it and I don't agree with that and so I have really felt like my entire existence of me, Brittany, the person, and Trap Yoga Bay, the moniker, is to push back and challenge that. Yoga is supposed to be quiet, mm-hmm. is it? Women are supposed to be quiet, are we? Mm-hmm. Ladies are supposed to speak a certain way, walk a certain way, look a certain way. Says who? I want to challenge that, and that is what I believe this class does, and and I and I know that the message is getting across. I don't know if you noticed, we had quite a few women crying yeah. in class, and that's normal. That is that that catharsis. That is the release, and and we walk away from this. And if you're looking for just you know a yoga day party, you can find that. If you're looking for something deeper. You can also find that I want to meet people where they are and empower them to 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 not be better, but to be a better version of themselves that they have decided and curated for them. Yeah, and you do it mm. like I can't I can't tell you I, I'm so excited for all these listenings to go find trap yoga. I mean, she's difficult to find because you're always on tour, but <laughs> Jesus Christ, it was, it was, it was this opening experience and you, you shout out these affirmations and, and also, can we just like, before we go into kind of like more, prof- well, no, this like twerking is profound. It is. It, it is. is. <laughs> and I mean, I'm a terrible, I'm a terrible twerker. I got you. I got yeah, you. How do we, how, like, how do you twerk? Because yeah. there's a skill. It's a skill. And I'm now trying to practice at home. Yeah. I know to everyone, they're like, oh, God, Poppy should probably stop. But. No, don't stop, Poppy, please. <laughs> Pop it, Poppy. <laughs> okay. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. 
we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Like, are people just born good twerkers or is it, is no. it a skill? Absolutely. It's, it's a skill set. It's, it is a learned, it is a learned skill. So, um, like, you're not born, like, you know how, like, some people have, um... You know, double joints or whatever, and they're like, right. "Oh, I can turn my arm like this." Right. You know, splits and you, are easy for me. Exactly, mm-hmm. splits are easy for me, right? I've never mm-hmm. been the girl that splits are easy for. Yeah. How do you twerk? So, um, you know, I love the my story of how I learned to twerk. So, I went to college in New Orleans, Louisiana, and um, and there they have a very particular culture, and and they have a type of music, and the music is called bounce music, and so they like. You think that I can twerk? No. And a lot of times I, I meet women like you who are like, I can't twerk. Now, I push back. I push back on so many things. I push back <laughs> because I learned how to twerk from an, a, a girl who was white and weighed about 107 pounds at five foot six. I have to find her and like thank wow. her. Um, and she taught me how to twerk so it's not a genetic thing it's not a a, a a born with it you don't have to be brown you don't have to have a big old booty it's a learned skill yes yes there is hope yet yes. so so yeah so that's definitely how I, I learned to twerk and and I really love doing it because it is also another way to challenge people when I first started teaching trap yoga and I was you know twerking a lot of people w- would say I, I literally had people tell me that's primitive that that is um, denigrating the message of yoga, that it is coothless and uncultured. Like, I've heard all of those sort of things. Now twerking has become a little more mainstream and more acceptable. But, you know, what's really interesting, and I, I would always say, like, oh, well, you know, what about bachata? Or what about the way the Jamaicans dance? Or what about, you know, any of these other cultural dances? Are we saying the same thing about that? Because twerking, you know, if, if you look back at West African dance styles mm. and or... You you know, or Polynesian even dance styles. It's all it's all about the hip or Latin American dance yeah. styles. It's all about the hip. It's all about the shaking. But somehow we've said that this that this one thing that, that came from Africa that is predominantly something that black women enjoy doing for, for letting go and setting free. There's funny. all these negative connotations yeah. about it. And I'm just like, no, yeah. no, I can twerk and I'm still a woman and I'm still a good mother and I still have all of my degrees and I'm still a yogi i can do whatever makes me feel good and it does not take away from from my regalness or my ladylike qualities so you know if there's anyone who's listening and they look up twerking and they're like oh god this is this is wild and terrible i want you to 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 challenge yourself to see beyond that and to see how when hopefully poppy when you're in the mirror shaking your butt and it makes it feel great good right it feels so this it feels so good shaking off whatever Shaking off negativity. You are. And like having grown, you know, I was a, you know, British girl that grew up in pretty suppressed um, world. You know, you were very kind of told to be polite, to do this, to Mm -hmm. do this. I think this is why I'm just even more obsessed with what you're doing because you are freeing so many women. And I know we spoke about this yesterday, but I would love for you to talk to us a bit about 
how you freed yourself and and how you are freeing, I mean, thousands of women across America. Thank you. The, the way that I even found yoga was um, I grew up in a, a very violent city, you know, um, Oakland, California. It's shifted a lot uh, since my childhood, but fighting was a part of everyday life. You know, when I got to college and met a girl who was like, I've never been in a fist fight before. I was like, what? How? Like, people don't fight? Like, that was literally just that much of a way of life. And to be honest, I um, I dealt with anxiety and, and, and frustration, and I was always very astute. I was running for freshman class president, and a girl had done something that I deemed is disrespectful and so I punched her <laughs> like I that was me like what you said what to me boom in your face right and so um because of that I lost my ability to be freshman class president and that was the first time that the culture of violence costed me something that that really meant something to me and I had to they said you know in order for me to stay in school I had to go to counseling and I was in the counseling and we were talking and she was like, have you ever tried yoga? I really think that that could help you. And I'm like, I'll do whatever because I don't want to get kicked out of school. Mm-hmm. So so I um, went to yoga classes and had this like, oh, like it took about six or seven classes. It wasn't after the first one, but it really helped me deal with so much. Right. Yeah. That plus talk therapy. And so at the same time, I met a boy. <laughs> and this boy, you know, uh, caught me at this time where I was shifting and, and very vulnerable and lo- and still looking for family and was like, you know, hey, I know this man named Jesus. You, you know, you come to him. You come to me. We can get married. You just live life the way follow these scripts, basically. Mm-hmm. And and you will be lovable because you are not right now. And so I entered that relationship and we got married very quickly. Um, We had our first child when I was only 20, our second child when I was 24. And in that six years of marriage, nine years um, altogether in relationship, he became terribly abusive, emotionally, financially, physically. And, you know, it, it really came to came down to one day in 2015. um, I had caught him having an affair. And when I confronted him, he brutally beat me really badly and I said like something snapped in me I said this is this isn't it this is not it I cannot live like this I lived in Austin Texas at the time with him and and our two children I said I'm going to Walmart (laughs) I went into the garage I picked up all of our dirty clothes because I figured if it was dirty uh, we could fit it and I put them in the trunk of our car and I drove 32 hours back from Austin Texas to Oakland California when I got there, and this is like how Chop Yoga Baby came. Yeah. When I got there, um, there was nowhere for me to stay. I was homeless, jobless. I had to leave my job, just everything. I left it. I laid on my grandmother's floor for six weeks. Every morning, I would drop my kids off to school. I would lay on the floor and cry and try to figure out, like, how do I pick these pieces up? Um and I was heavily involved in the church and Pentecostal and, and was in the marriage ministry and, and all of that. And and so one day it dawned on me, the only time I felt like my best self, that I felt reconciled with me, was when I was practicing yoga. I hadn't practiced yoga in about four years. So I said, I'm going to go on this eat, pray, love journey. I'm going to go to China, India, and Brazil. Um, I am not being present for my children. I need someone some help. So I asked um, 
their grandmother to keep them. I did not have a return date. I said, I promise I'm going to come back, but I will not come back until I've found myself. And that is when I went to the Hariyom School of Vinyasin, Rishikesh, India, and became a certified yoga, yoga instructor. I danced every night in Rio de Janeiro on the beach and experienced human kindness in Shanghai like I had never seen before. I'm not speaking Portuguese, Mandarin, or any of those languages. And when I came back, I was strong enough to file for divorce. I received my children and I started to build a new life uh, for myself. Um, I got into med school. So I was in a medical program on my way to be, you know, a nurse anesthetist. That was that was my goal. Um, and then that's when the friend Kathy called and said, I want you to teach a yoga class. And I said, well, it's going to be the way I want to teach it. Like, I want to teach thug yoga. That was its first name, thug yoga. And she's like, sweetheart, you're, you're, you're not a thug. <laughs> you're, you're not. Like, you, you've long since left that life behind. And I was like, okay. Like, well, I love trap music, so let's call it trap yoga. Um, and then I taught my first class February 6, 2017. I did this little twerky flow on Facebook. I didn't even have Instagram back then because I was so out of the loop. Yeah. Like not, I didn't listen to secular music. I didn't curse. I did like I, I, I wasn't there. Um, and 92 people showed up to my first class. No! And I was like, Jesus holy Christ. crap, like this is something. And so she was like... Do it again. And so I was like, I'll do it again. And then we had this agreement that I would keep teaching until people stopped showing up. But they never did. And now we're almost three years later and they have not stopped showing up for me. And I have not stopped showing up for myself or women or people or anyone who's ever felt ostracized, oppressed or 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 lost. You are such a leader. So and I say this, I'm thank you on behalf of so many women and we spoke a little bit about this yesterday yesterday and I think it is really relevant because many people are in service jobs where you are serving others and you really serve your class I mean you come in and there is no one that doesn't leave feeling a different feeling um, and that must take a lot out of, out of you mm-hmm. And I was just so, I suppose, inspired by what you were telling me yesterday about your rituals. I would love for us to talk a bit about that. Um, how do you keep your energy as powerful as it is? Because it, yeah. it, it doesn't come without it being nurtured. No, that that's very true. And I think that that's something that's important to speak on. Um, I spend a lot of time in consecration separating myself and not on some like oh I'm such a cool millennial I don't need friends anti-social hype because people say that and that's <laughs> bullshit you, you do need friends and you do need community but I have to be honest about myself about how much energy I have and who I can dedicate that to and so I have to make sure um, in trap terms I keep suckers from around me yeah. right <laughs> and that's energy suckers people who um, when you walk away from them you feel drained People who siphon your energy, siphon your joy, and take from you, I have no time for those people. Um, and, and it does not matter who it is. If, you know, so that's one of the things. And, you know, that's just this general statement. But what does that look like? That looks like me getting up at 4 a.m. to meditate um, for, for two hours. And that sounds so outrageous, you know, to people who've maybe never meditated before. And then that doesn't mean being a Buddhist monk and sitting in complete silence. That means visualizing my perfect day. 
That means focusing on forgiving people who may have hurt me so that I can continue to have um, have the freeness and vulnerability to move forward through life, even after being played countless times. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, that means after a class, after, you know, being in, say, right now, New York City for all this time, I'm going to go and spend three days, you know, in in a desert, probably Palm Desert Springs at a hot springs, sleeping and and being immersed in water and literally baptizing myself with self-love. Um, and it does not have to be that radical for, for everyone. I want to also, you know, give people information that is palatable to them and bite size. Um, but I don't think anyone else is pouring out to women in the hundreds in person as I am. So I, I would say like my rituals are, like I said, getting up at 4 a.m., um, making sure that I meditate before the world starts, um, making sure that I'm only surrounding myself with people who are energetically mutually beneficial. I do not give energy and charity. I give it in love and I only have so much. And I, I jokingly say Southwest lets your bags fly free. I don't. Right. I do not carry people's baggage. I do not let people offload their trauma and drama on me. I give it right back. Right. And making sure that I am making time for myself at, at all costs, even if that means I miss out on an opportunity. I can miss opportunities. I cannot miss myself. I know mm-hmm. how painful it is to be reluctantly in service. And there's a difference between servitude and martyrizing oneself. Yeah. I think a lot of times women martyrize ourselves. We we hang ourselves up on the cross in the sake for the sake of for our children, for our spouses, for our, our jobs, for our partners. And so often I've met women who almost boast about that. I'm so exhausted. Everyone's taking so much from me. Mm-hmm. That's how much I love. I love so hard. And I say, well, you don't love enough because you're not loving yourself. Um, and one thing, you know, if if none of that meditation stuff works for you, I will say to just start to realize the power of your yes. That means, yes, I am giving up my power. Yes, I am committing to something. Yes, I'm open to possibilities and the power of your no, which means that shit does not work for me. I'm not comfortable with that. That is not how I plan on spending my energy, my resources or my time. Um, and and the, the somewhere in between. And this is something we haven't gotten a chance to talk to talk about off offline, but the power of the yes and. Do you know about yes and? No, tell me about yes Okay, I was like, can I tell you? Yeah. So, you know, I'm radical and I'm hardcore and it's really easy for me to say, no, no, that doesn't work for me. But I have to realize that um, as women, we have not been trained or or socialized to, to be able to understand the power of our no. And so we end up saying yes way too often. And I introduced this kind of in-between thing called a yes and. <laughs> so yes and is, is obviously in between yes and no. And it's saying, yes, I can do what you're asking me to do and these are the parameters or boundaries for it to happen so if you um, one example I, I like to use to say um, you're you're my friend you're in town and I have a job a nine-to-five and you're getting ready to go home and you say Brittany I need a ride to the airport will you take me to the airport well I don't want to say no because you're my friend and maybe you don't have other friends in town and maybe you don't have the they, they don't have the resources right because we're always considering what other people's hardships are and not our own but I know to tell you yes would mean I would have to go to work late, leave work early, lose my ability to um, earn money or pay my bills, whatever. Saying yes to you means I would have to say no to myself because you can never say yes and no at the same time. But you don't want to say no to your friend. So you say, yes, I can take you to the airport and it's going to be 
at 7 a.m. before I go to work or 6 p.m. before, you know, after I get off. And the friend might push back and say, well, my flight is at 2. Well, I said, yes, I can take you. And if you would like for me to take you, which I am happy to do, you don't have to be mad at me. I didn't say no. I'm happy to take you. These are the parameters of which that works for me. And then that person can decide if it is now worth it to them. Because people love to ask you to say yes to things that are convenient for them. So then then it becomes, am I your absolute last resource? Because if I am, and I'm happy to help you, right? Yeah. Do you see how this could benefit it's like life? So much. Yes, I'm like, and. thank you for teaching me this. Yes, and. Because yes, it allows and. you to, you know, have that reflex of going, yes, I will. Yeah. And then it gives you that space. This is a, quite the revelation for me this morning. Yes. Yes, and. Yes, and. Yes, and, you know, your book's like crazy, Poppy. And so, you know, people say, hey, can you be at this event? Yes, and. And and for me, when I'm taking yoga bookings, my and is, and it's going to cost enough money that makes me excited about getting out of bed. Yeah. Yes, I can be at your event, even though I'm completely booked. And this is what it's, what, what it's going to, to be, right? And I'm excited Yes, because I'm going to be able to meet people or yes, because I'm going to be able to get my message out or yes, because I'm going to be able to not have to worry about my rent or childcare after I secure this bag. Yes. And that's all we really needed to talk about today. We really did. We could have just (laughs) talked after two minutes. I freaking love that. Okay, so I know we slightly spoken about ratchet affirmations, but Mm -hmm. there's a couple of ones that I just was like, would love to dive into to get your kind of interpretation. Let's do it. Yeah. Okay, stop creating traffic, stay in your motherfucking lane. I love it when you curse. <laughs> it's so British. <laughs> yes. Stop creating traffic, stay in your motherfucking lane. It means um, simply be yourself, everyone else is taken. And when you're, when you're hitting roadblocks because you're doing the same shit that everyone else is doing, maybe you need to consider what's actually authentic to you. And I'm realizing that word is coming up a lot today, like that authenticity. You know, um, for for instance, trap yoga. Mm. There are thousands of yoga teachers out there. And yoga teachers always come to me and they say, I can't get people to come to my classes, even when they're free, even when they're 10 bucks. What am I doing wrong? And I'm, I'm like, you're doing someone else. Yeah. Right. I mean, there's nothing wrong with teaching Bikram or or vinyasa in its natural form, but everything is about the teacher and you have not established your own lane mm. for people to see you as someone worth following. So if you're generic and people wake up and they say, I want to do yoga, they're going to go to the nearest yoga studio because it does not matter who they go to because it's the same shit. But if you. Stop creating traffic. Stop trying to do what everyone else is doing. Stop jumping on someone else's bandwagon and you find out who you are and you present that to the world. Then there's no traffic. I have no traffic in the Trap Yoga Bay Lane. Love It's mine. It's me. Oh, I love that. Before we go into our finish the sentence um, round, I just want to talk about you being a mom because... Mm -hmm. You are an incredible entrepreneur. You are traveling the whole time. And also, I met your daughter. You have the most beautiful relationship. Thank you. How have you managed to do all of it? Community. 
I've hinted a lot of times for people to stop saying they don't need community. They don't need other people. They don't need friends. There's only so much time in a day, so much energy you have. You cannot do shit alone. Like, I don't like, I don't know who needs to hear this, but you cannot do it alone. You need community, the right community. And um, you met my daughter, but you also met DJ True Star, yeah. who's, you know, not only the other half of Trap Yoga Bay, but she's also my life partner. You met my best friend, Kathy. And when I don't know how I'm going to do this or how I'm going to juggle it, I have people who step up and stand in the gap and say, I know how you raise your children. I know how much you love your children and I will treat them as though they are my own in that time. And and my kids come back to me better and more amazing. I mean, so you only met my daughter. I also have a son. He's seven. His name is Reese. And my daughter is quite shy. You might have noticed that. She does not talk very much. But my son is very much like me. But New York, I I felt like, was energetically too much to bring him. Um, And so he stayed back with with one of my friends. And they're sending me pictures. And these friends are, um, you know, first generation from the Philippines. And and so they're sending me pictures of my son eating ramen and eggs for breakfast. And they're texting me and saying, hey, Reese made us all do this gratitude. Your gratitude meditation because every morning I play this game with my kids called wouldn't it be nice because I want them to start visualizing their perfect day and so it's like yeah I'm I'm gone and and sometimes they don't get to see me for three four or five days at a time um but he's over there living living his best little seven-year-old life and learning different culture and giving them the experience of what it's like to be in our home and so they they are not lacking in love they are not lacking in in culture and what they learn and you know all of those sort of things and then when they do get to come you know, my friend took a picture of my daughter watching the class and she plays it really cool but every now and again I can catch her in awe of what's going on and imagine we talk about now how important it is for representation for a 10 year old girl to see her mother in this store right it's even the green room of of just such beauty and fashion and amazing and to see me on that stage being myself and speaking my truth for for anyone to hear so so yeah sometimes I have to call in my community and and realize that that's what it's going to take to push forward. Um, but this lifestyle also allows me to be extremely present when I'm there with them. What does uh, would it be, wouldn't it be nice? Yeah. Day? So we're we're in the car and we're driving, and I say, "Hey, Reese, I've got a question. Wouldn't it be nice?" And he tells me at least ten things that he would like to manifest in his day because I believe that when when you when you say positive things and you think positive things, that those happen. Not that not that negative stuff won't happen, but you won't be looking for it. It's like when you buy a car, mm-hmm. then you notice all of the cars just like yours on the road. <laughs> so when if you buy into positivity, you'll notice all the positivity out in the world. And so like he's seven, so he'd be like, "Wouldn't it be nice if lunch was delicious?" Wouldn't it be nice and if Evan brought his blade blade and we can really just rip them? Wouldn't it be nice if the teacher forgets to ring the recess bell and I get five extra minutes? You know, but but 
we've been playing this for two years and I watch their their desires develop. My daughter, she's, wouldn't it be nice if I got an interview with that private school that we applied for, right? Wouldn't it be nice if my SSAT scores came back today and they were amazing and I don't have to take that test again, right? And so to really visualize that. And then at the end of the day, the question is, tell me how many of your wouldn't it be nicest came true? I'm shivering. This is so nice. I, I'm going to be playing this game. Yes. Wouldn't it be? It's the power of manifestation and visualization. Wouldn't it be nice? Wouldn't it be nice? Wouldn't it be nice for millions of women to hear this podcast? Because I want the entire world to know about you. Thank you. I come in agreement. Wouldn't it be nice if Poppy's Wouldn't It Be Nice came true? I'm just shaking. I'm so excited. Mm. To finish, I start a sentence and ask you to finish it. Okay. I relax by. I relax by breathing. The person I love most in the world is. Myself. The last dream I had was. This moment. I wouldn't it be nice last night and I saw this happening. If I could do the last 10 years again, I would. Do nothing differently. Best thing I've bought recently has been. My daughter's plane ticket to New York. Best piece of advice I was given was. Do you, boo. (laughs) (laughs) So true. My first thought in the morning usually is. Yes. Before I go to sleep, I. I actually just pass out. (laughs) Before I go to sleep, I go to sleep. (laughs) When I'm feeling insecure, I. Tell myself five to ten things I like about me. If you really knew me, you would know. I care. Thank you so much, Brittany. This has been, I can't tell you, such a privilege to have you um, and to talk about what we've spoken about today. Now, how do people find you? Because I'm going to get a lot of messages to say, how on earth do we get on board on Trap Yoga Bay? So Um, You can find me on all social media and everything is literally just Trap Yoga Bay. T-R-A-P-Y-O-G-A-B-A-E. So that's TrapYogaBay.com, Trap Yoga Bay on Facebook, Instagram. I'm not really active on Twitter, but YouTube as well amazing and how do we actually and then from there we can find tour dates where we can find you Mm -hmm. and for my British listeners I'm now on the mastermind plan to get trap yoga to England Uh, so stay tuned for that and thank you so much you're just a true gem in this world thank you that's it for today thank you for listening of course it would be amazing and very appreciated if you wouldn't mind hitting subscribe and sharing this podcast you can find me at poppy jamie on instagram dm me questions or any guest suggestions i'd love to hear from you and also if you have a moment download happy not perfect it's my mindfulness app that helps you manage stress anxiety sleep and ultimately makes you feel happier every single day in less than five minutes. See you next time. Sending you lots of love and energy. Till then. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello 
Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.